Now, the second Green Hydrogen Summit took place this week, and we saw Sasol, Amplat, and BMW partnering to bring South Africa's first hydrogen vehicle. The energy alternative is an important decarbonization tool as we keep the Paris Agreement targets in mind. Africa is expected to become a leader in the production of green hydrogen. Patrick Prestella, consultant at Frost & Sullivan, joins us to explore Africa's green hydrogen opportunities in greater detail. Thank you so much for your time, Patrick. Now, when we talk about green hydrogen, are we talking about a tool to be used in the transition to a green economy or something that would be an essential part of the green economy? Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Um, essentially, green hydrogen is a gas that is produced um, through a process called electrolysis, um, which obviously splits water into hydrogen components and oxygen components um, using only renewable electricity. So that's really is the key word right here, that we use only renewable capacity. So that's your solar, that's your wind technology, for example. And that really makes green hydrogen such a valuable component in the global context. As the world really goes through a decarbonization effort, we're trying to decarbonize our economies, we're trying to decarbonize our industries, we really need to move towards a more sustainable, more transitioned, cleaner future, right? Now, a lot of these industries that we currently have, especially in the developed world, are really difficult to abate, hard to abate industries such as green, um, green, uh, I mean, steel manufacturing, for example, fertilizer manufacturing, but also transportation, shipping, aviation, for example. All these need to have some sort of fuel, fuel, fuel stock that's currently really produced through fossil fuels, and that's where green hydrogen really comes in as a clean, um, renewable energy that can um, is highly efficient and can really act as a fuel stock for all those industries across different sectors. Patrick, my understanding is that green hydrogen is what you get when you have, uh, you know, a good base of renewable energy already. So let's talk about that, uh, you know, and Africa setting itself up to uh, be able uh, to be a big player where green hydrogen is uh, concerned. Yeah, look, I think the African hydrogen economy is truly well in, on, on the move. We're already seeing more and more projects being developed. We obviously had the formation of the African Green Hydrogen Alliance last year with key members being Namibia, Kenya, South Africa, Egypt, Mauritania and Morocco. And those countries really are spearheading the green hydrogen economy in Africa and even on a global scale. Um, we're seeing more and more projects being implemented and these projects are not really pilot projects anymore. They're really large scale projects. They aim to reproduce substantial amounts of green hydrogen and play a pivotal role in producing and distributing and um, exporting green hydrogen and derivative products. So that's your ammonia, for example, your green steel commodities, for example, your methanol and other feedstocks to the global market where it can really be used on a global scale. The issue is at the moment, we're still quite early stage of the industry. It's a, it's obviously creating a lot of buzzwords. We, these kind of uh, agreements that we're seeing now with BMW, Cecil and um, Anglo Platinum is really, really good to see for Africa. We exactly need these kind of agreements to create local demand industries, not just export industries, because we need to be really careful that we do not form agreements for the sake of forming agreements and exporting all our commodities to the global market. We need to have some sort of industrialization, local industrialization, local value add to products so that we can benefit from the economic multiplier in the long term. Yeah. Talk to me about uh, where we are, if we have enough resources and that's natural and infrastructure to develop a sustainable green hydrogen economy. So um, we obviously have large quantities of high um, renewable potential, so we can produce large quantities of solar and wind um, renewable electricity, for example, at much lower cost compared to other regions like Europe, for example, which is why Europe is coming to regions like Africa or Australia or Chile, for example, to really ask for help for, to produce these commodities because they have a much, much higher um, cost associated with producing these kind of technologies. 
Um, so I think it's really important that we set up the right policy and regulations. We uh, um, form agreements with the right industry stakeholders to get these kind of products to the markets. What makes Africa so ideal is obviously the renewable energy potential that we have to produce low-cost um, um, hydrogen. In terms of the value chain where we are at the moment, we're still very nascent, nascent stages, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we, we, we're expecting to become, have the first large-scale um, ammonia pro, um, produ production plants come online towards the end of this decade. And then we expect more and more to happen in the next 2040s, 2050s, where we then reach um, commercial scale of these, of these um, commodities and these products, obviously, in the market. And then towards the 40s, 50s, we're going to have um, global trade, which is then obviously much more refined and much cheaper and much more efficient. Patrick, what we do know is uh, that the SADC region is kind of lagging behind, uh, you know, against its uh, regional counterparts in terms of uh, just economic growth. I'm wondering if SADC uh, can use uh, green hydrogen as a means to gain some sort of uh, advantage. If I just think of where the hotspots are to date, uh, you know, is this uh, some form of uh, opportunity for us? Yes, and SEDEC obviously, I mean, if you talk about green hydrogen in Africa, it's obviously, a, Africa is a massive con uh, continent, it's not a country. I know Europe, every time you talk about Africa, it sounds like <laughs> Africa is a country, it's not as a continent. Um, so the opportunities are obviously different. In the North Africa, you have the proximity to Europe, you can um, establish pipelines, you have much cheaper uh, transportation costs. That's why we're seeing these projects in Mauritania and Morocco really taking off. Mauritania, for example, is currently really leading the race in hydrogen production. They have aimed to produce approximately 50 percent of the totally announced projects at the moment. So they have massive projects going on. But that doesn't mean that SEDEC doesn't have an opportunity to produce and be a key player in this value chain. And that's really where this agreement, for example, comes in. It's really good to see um, the international companies like BMW, the automotive industry, that's obviously the transportation sector, to come and come to the African shores and be like, okay, cool, um, we, we're going to start a hydrogen economy in, 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 in the global world. We're going to test pilot run this kind of um, hydrogen fuel cell vehicles in Africa, see how, how it works. Can we implement it? Can we copy paste this into the global markets and then see how it works in the large scale? So it's really good to see um, these kind of agreements forming with the governments and the private sector. In terms of static, there's obviously still opportunities to export. I mean, the hyphen project in Namibia is really aimed at exporting green ammonia to the European markets. They've formed agreements with Germany in this case. Germany is very involved in a lot of these projects across Africa because they obviously realize they need to decarbonize the industries and they need to get um, sufficient access to green ammonia or green hydrogen um, um, industry um, components, obviously. So I think just because we are quite removed from Europe or the other developed worlds doesn't mean that we don't have a, do not have a chance to play into it. And the um, hyphen project, for example, produces green ammonia, I think, in the range between two to three euros per kilogram. That is already cost competitive with um, North Africa, for example. So the opportunities are abundant in Africa. Well, as we're talking about bringing in economic value, what should we prioritize? You spoke about uh, exports just now. Should we prioritize exporting uh, our green hydrogen resources or developing them for our own use and economic diversification? Yeah, it's a very good question. I, I think um, every time I go to conference or I have a meeting with clients, for example, I always say that we need to be careful not to become a battery for the rest of the world. Mm. We don't want to have agreements only in place that benefits most of the developed world. We need to make sure that the local economies benefit from this more than any than um, the developed world. So obviously there needs to be a balance. We need to strike a balance. They're investing, obviously they're setting up infrastructure. We need to make sure they get their fair share of their investment, but at the same time we need to benefit. So that's why I'm saying we mustn't just export green, the raw green hydrogen. For example, we need to export, we need to produce derivatives in Africa, may it be ammonia, may it be fertilizer, may it be green steel, 
maybe uh, methanol or any other feedstocks, or in this case, even um, electric vehicles with fuel cell technology in it, and export these to the local markets so that we in Africa really benefit from the economic multiplier. We create jobs locally, we create more income, more revenue stream, and more importantly, we reach a point of economic diversification. Africa, historically speaking, has been a very underdiversified economy, and that obviously exposes them to commodity price fluctuations if you only rely on one sector, for example. So bringing these new kind of economies, these new kind of businesses, and we're seeing more and more countries being um, already interested in this market. So it's not just the African Green Hydrogen Alliance that's interested in it. We're seeing um, Djibouti, for example, interested. We're seeing Angola raising in, in interest in it. So it really helps diversifying and then mitigating the risk of commodity price fluctuation and essentially creating more stabilized and more secure um, um, countries in, in, in Africa, which then will also be less reliant on aid, for example, which obviously is a very hot topic on a global scale. Well, Patrick, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for uh, taking us uh, through this. Uh, that was uh, Patrick Pastelli. He's consultant at Frost & Sullivan. <laughs>